<laughs> Welcome back, all you ghouls and goblins, to our second installment. Stop it, Lance, you're scaring 31. me. <laughs> all right, Brian, what are we doing here, man? This is um, this is going to be a shorter one, right? Yeah, we're just trying to put something out for everybody, give them an update on their list. Uh, of course, this is for the 31 Days of Horror. Uh, we are doing uh, numbers 10 through 15. All right. Yeah, so this will be a quickie, and then we'll bring you guys the regular show tomorrow. So, uh, yeah. Brian, you want to you wanna start with 10? I think, I think yeah. it's probably one I watched earlier. Yeah, number 10 uh, is one you watched earlier. Um, I s- think I said after we were done recording, I was going to check it out for my next pick, and that is uh, Prime's uh, Totally Killer. You had you had to do it. You had to do it. So I wanted had to, to do it. Um, I didn't hate it. Um, I think it suffered from not being R-rated. Okay. Um, I think I think the the kills could a little bit, you know, been a little bit more gory and bloody. It, it, there was some blood, but you know, it's PG thirteen. I think for a slasher movie, I think it yes. kind of suffered. Brian, there uh, was the, a gravitron. There was a gravitron, man. What more do you want? Yeah, gravitron. A magical gravitron. Um, I saw the twist coming, so that kind of was a little bit of a, of a bummer. Uh, ah, okay. Some of the time travel rules were a little wonky. <laughs> That's an understatement. Yeah, because I, I watched it with my daughter, and I was looking at her, and I was like, if yeah. this happened, why is that person still there? And she was like, good right. point. But That's <laughs> true. Don't, I'm, don't I'm, overthink I'm, it. Yeah, I'm not a scientist, so I just kind of went with it. So it, it's fine for, for a, you know for a prime streaming horror movie. Sure. I think sure. I think um, I think I would have been a little bit more bummed out if I went to the theater to see it, but if I had to give it a score, six and a half. Okay, I think that's what I gave it. Right? No, I think I gave it five and a half. Right? I don't yeah. remember. Fuck it. It's somewhere yeah. in the middle there, right? Some of the some fun. of the comedy. Yeah, it was it was fun for what it was. Some of the comedy hit. Some of it was kind of. On a little too bit on the nose, like I kind of felt like where the next joke was going to be about, and the next line was, and I was I just kind of like, you know, they they it was it was a good premise to kind of because it, it was built as a, a scream meets Back to the Future, which mm-hmm. I think is a good premise slasher time travel movie. Sure, but it 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 just I think. It would have went R-rated. It it could have just you know upped it a little bit for me. Yeah, for sure, man. So yeah, I think you're I think you're you're right. Your score is more than fair. You know, plot holes galore. I, I yeah, man. Would have been nice to have some breasts. Huh? I mean, if it was going to be an '80s horror movie, it needs to be an '80s horror movie. You know. Yeah. Problem with that is, it was mostly supposed to be teenage girls. They're always supposed to be teenage girls, Brian. They're always like twenty-eight to thirty-year-old chicks playing them, right? In the yeah, but I, I think I think we're we're past that time, like in the eighties, when yeah. the girl was supposed to be like eighteen. She clearly uh, was like thirty-five okay. years old. Yeah, that might make it a little tough, huh? 
because I think nowadays uh, they're a little bit more closer to age. Not maybe not necessarily teenagers, but you know, close enough sure. to make you kind of sure. like eh, this is kind of weird. And in some movies, I've seen stuff where, mm-hmm. like, uh, I forgot what movie it was, but it was a movie we reviewed a long time ago that had Mia Goth in it, and I think she had a sex scene, and I was like, this is kind of making me uncomfortable. Was that like maybe the Neon Demon or no? I think it had. Uh, what was the one with Dane DeHaan? <laughs> I should know immediately, shouldn't I? The um, with the with the health spa place. I oh shit okay god I just damn it. remember I, honestly uh, a taste for oh, what was it called a cure for wellness Brian yeah I remember because we reviewed that for the show yes. years ago and I remember it, her scene came up it was it was a sex scene right. or something and I was like this is kind of weird and I pulled my phone out yes. in the movie theater and I had to like Google how old she was because I was like this is oh, kind of no. strange. It <laughs> got real uncomfortable, huh? Yeah. It's like, why is this child doing this on screen? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll go with that, man. So, so you six and a half. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. So you had fun with it. Um, yeah. All right. So for my number ten, I I checked out one that that you had seen, uh, VHS eighty five. Okay. Absolutely fucking loved it, dude. Nice. Um, Easily my favorite of, of all the, the VHS movies, but I don't want to give a score because we're going to, I think we're going to do a one-off with, with Pedro yep. and talk, do a deep dive on it. I'll break down all the segments and whatnot. So I'm going to keep it super minimal, but I'll just say that when, like, when you get a segment early on and it kind of just sort of ends, I'm thinking, okay, well, this is like an anthology movie. It, they kind of imply what might happen and and, I, mm. and there's probably not going to be a payoff later, but it was still a lot of fun to watch. And then you move on to the next one and the next one. And then you get that payoff, Brian. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, have you ever seen that in an in, in anthology movie? I mean, that was, that was pretty unique. I thought the way they did yeah. that. I, I had a good time with it, you know, not, you know, not going to try to spoil our, our future review, but I thought it was, <laughs> well above the last one the last one felt no disrespect to the the directors that were involved because i kind of felt Mm -hmm. like the budget was at a minimal for that one sure sure this one was a step above in every way you know the agreed the style the 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 concepts the the direction the acting everything I i love the little cutaways in there because I remember recording movies from like HBO when I was a kid and uh, re-recording over other stuff that you'd watched earlier, like Star Wars Holiday Special, for example, yeah. and shit like that, where you got commercials. And I noticed the uh, the commercials that they were kind of splicing in there were, were real. And they actually showed – someone's from Austin or knows Austin, Texas, because they did a, a real quick flash of an ad for Conan's Chicago-style deep dish pizza. Oh, which yeah, is I an, that. which is an Austin restaurant, and I love those commercials, man. Uh, so yeah, this one this one took me back. I graduated high school in '86, so this was time time perfectly for me. Even the one that I thought was the weakest was like super, 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 super creepy, 
great costumes. Um, and it was like real, the one I thought was the weakest. We'll talk about it in more detail. It was kind of minimalist, but nonetheless, I thought that the, the, the lead actress was, was fantastic. The way that she was like giving off this incredibly creepy quasi religious vibe. And it was, exactly uh, what you're talking about. <laughs> it was a good movie, man. It's going to be a, it's going to be a contender. So, uh, yeah, VHS 85 was, was my number 10. All right, moving on to my number 11. Um, I think this came out January, February-ish, very okay. early in the year, and that's a movie called Fear. Yeah, I'd forgotten all about this one. This is not the Mark Wahlberg one. No, he's not popping up at your peepholes saying, hey, let me in, open the door. Okay. Um, so what this... what you think, man? I... I liked it more than I hated it. I really, really okay. wanted to love it. Um, there was a uh, little CGI decisions in there that I wasn't Uh-oh. a big a fan of. Right. But I liked the concept. So basically, it's a group of friends get together. Um, there's some recognizable actors in here, like okay, not big name actors. Like um, I can't remember his name. He's like one of the stars of that show, Power. I think he has his own spinoff right. show. Okay. Uh, T.I., uh-huh. and then a bunch of uh, other actors. I can't think of the name, but it's it's a bunch of people. That, like that when person. You, when, huh? Yeah, when you see him, you're like, oh, it's that person. Right. Um, it uh, takes per- place during the pandemic. Okay. Um, they all get together because uh, the, main, the main two people are, are, one of them is his girlfriend's birthday, and he's also trying to propose, so he gets all the friends together, and while they're there, um, that's when shit hit, really hits the fan for the pandemic, that it comes out that, you know, it's really contagious and, you know, kind of mm-hmm. ups the fear. And everybody's just like, no, we'll just stay at this. They, they go to a like a, a lodge that they rented out and they're like, we'll just stay here for, for a little sure. bit. Yeah. And then something supernatural happens and the supernatural okay. presence kind of plays off of their fear because they're they're all talking about their biggest fears. <laughs> I it sounds awesome, dude. I mean, it's a great setup for a movie, man. You got yeah, great, everything you need in place there. Great setup. Um I didn't mind the acting. It's just there was just certain decisions that I just was like mhm could have just went a different way with it and then uh oh, the the, su- the supernatural stuff was a little too CGI for me. CGI ish. So, was it one of those uh, stupid people moments or a couple of stupid people moments in there? No, because there's nothing. I'm, I'm really trying not to spoil it because they they all sit around a campfire and they all play this game where they're divulging their deepest fears and then I guess the spirit plays off of their shows and puts them in positions where they're living out their okay. fears. And then you mix in the whole well. pandemic. Cause uh, I'll just say one of them is coughing, which kind of ups the okay. paranoia. Absolutely. It's a great concept, dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it did very well at the box office. So we probably it, won't see more. I think it came out a little too late. Right. Right. This would have came out around pandemic time or maybe near the end of pandemic 
I think it would have did a lot better. But you know, releasing 2023. Yeah, dash dash cam kind of beat it to the punch, I guess, huh? Yeah, dash cam. Uh, well, no, we we got we got sick earlier this year. Yeah, sick. Sick, sick was That's fantastic. Right. We had sick. Okay. So. <laughs> we had sick. That was the wasn't that the one where like the killer would insist on wearing a mask before they kill someone or something. I don't see. I don't even really remember sick that much. Yeah, Everybody should, loves it. Was should it? probably rewatch it. Okay. It's fun. <laughs> okay. Uh, fear. I, I, this is another six and a half for me. It, it All was, right. Not bad. A, a couple things done differently. It could have been like a seven, seven and a half for me. Understood. Okay. I got you, man. Well, I uh, I definitely I'm gonna check it out. I see it's on Stars, and I yeah. think I have a Stars login. I did it one time, so uh, I have to check that out. Fear, not the one with Marky Mark. Gotcha. No. Um, all right, so I checked out a uh, Malaysian film for my for my number. We're only eleven now. Yep. Yes. Okay. Malaysian film. Um, I. I heard a couple of people talking about this one, comparing it to the evil dead. I, I could kind of see those comparisons, but there's also some weird, I don't know, man. It's almost like the evil dead meets speaking of Mark Wahlberg. It's almost like, um, the evil dead meets, uh, the happening. Cause there's oh, I'm sorry. Plant, killer, killer plants involved. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know what movie you're talking about, but you're selling me on it. <laughs> okay. Blood flower from Malaysia. Oh, this is on Shutter, right? Um, it is on Shutter. I'm doing a lot of Shutter stuff this year for some reason, but uh, I. So you get the the opening sequence, and again, it's like what you and I were talking about the week we talked about the uh, the Indian films. Is all religions are pretty much exactly the same? Mm-hmm. Um, so Malaysia is it is it is it Muslim primarily, or do you know? I have boy, we are sounding very unworldly right now yeah but, we're, we don't we don't <laughs> act like we're the religious podcast that we know all religions well it was it's okay so it started out with a um a family and i guess that the the mom is like into witchcraft or she's some sort of religious um figure and so she you know was working on vanquishing a demon and then the story got a little weird because, like, I think the uncle was a botanist, and he had all these weird plants growing. And I think the nephew was sent over to to take care of the house, watch the house, and take care of the plants while uncle was away. And there was just like really bizarre looking plants, and they were there were a lot of ki- Malaysian kids in it, and they were all hanging out there with him, like kind of partying at the house. And like there was uh, one flower that sort of looked like a vagina. So the kid was saying, hey, I'll bet your uncle used to fuck that flower all the time. Yeah, uh, same kind of ribbing we do here. So not only is religion kind of the same all over, but humor humor and busting people's balls kind of is too, I guess. Yeah, I'm looking it up right here. It says Malaysia is predominantly Muslim, but it does have other religions like Hindu, Buddhist. Definitely got the impression that these were Muslim clerics like the father and son. And it, it also kind of tied in, Brian, to the Hindu thing of there was a jar that I guess instead of the soul going into it, they would release things out of the jar. So it's oh, kind of okay. weird, man, all the similarities. Maybe we should go on a 
you know, a, a, a little thing where we watch some religious, more religious horror, but I guess we'll work it in. Um, the, I guess the best thing I would say about this movie was special effects were, were basically all practical. Nice. And uh, incredibly gory. Um, this was sort of like the Exorcist movie that I sort of wanted instead of what we got from uh, Mr. Pineapple Express and Danny <laughs> McBride. <laughs> so um, without giving too much away, you know, obviously things go batshit crazy. And it's it's worth a watch, man. If you want to get a, you know, if you if you don't mind, you know, getting past the subtitles and you want to check out a, a really good demon exorcist movie. With lots of like really creepy looking demons and uh, no CGI at all that I could tell, I would uh, suggest Bloodflower on on Shutter, and I'll give it a good strong seven and a half. Nice. All right, moving on to number twelve, um, heading over to Hulu for Hulu original, and that's a movie called Appendage. Oh, I didn't have like some weird hands like on a face. On the yeah. poster or something like that. Okay. Um, it's it's a horror movie, but it's very light on the horror. It's more like oh, a no. mix of comedy and drama. Okay. And I compare it to the movie. What's that movie? Bad Milo. Except it, <laughs> yes. does, it doesn't come out the butt. It grows. Out of the side, uh, I give a little okay. bit away. It's an appendage, and it's explained that um, uh, when the, the the lady was when she was a, an infant in the womb, she mm-hmm. was a twin, and her body absorbed the other twin. Ah, uh, we've seen this before, haven't we? Yeah. Okay. And essentially, the appendage is growing, and eventually separates. And wants to take over. As this the could, main. this could be very very bad, if, unless you're gonna tell me it was done incredibly well. Um, it's very mid to me. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it's not bad. I didn't hate it, but it, there's there's like you said, it's nothing mm-hmm. we haven't seen before. I like sure. the explanation of the appendage and how it was there the whole time. Okay. Kind of almost kind of like uh, malignant spoilers. I that. got that impression the minute you started talking about it. And then I started thinking about all the old uh, Stephen King stories like the dark half where you yeah. had, you know, a character that was split personality because of that. And then that old you've heard that old urban legend about Elvis Presley that he killed his twin brother inside the womb. Did you did you ever hear that dark one? Probably did. <laughs> so hard to be the king that's right (laughs) um but story-wise it it, i don't know they're trying to it was a little messy story-wise because it was trying to be a little bit serious and then inject a little bit of comedic relief here and there which i could have probably done without the comedic stuff Sure, sure. And I don't know. I don't necessarily know if it was trying to be comedic or if it just had a character that was. That's just how she was delivering her lines. Mm-hmm. And I would have liked it more if it was more of a horror drama. Yeah, instead of trying to be kind of a bad Milo. Yeah. Rip-off. It, okay. Because when I saw when you see the thing. Uh huh. 
before it takes its final shape, the, that's the first. If you've seen Bad Milo, that's like the first thing you pops in your head is Bad Milo. Yes, unfortunately, I've seen it. <laughs> Isn't that David Ketchner that was in that one? Oh, is it? I thought so. The same guy from A Haunted House, the one that was saying, "Can I say it? Can I say it? You can call me. Can I say it?" <laughs> What's he? I can't I remember. Oh man, I get him confused with another comedian sometimes. Yeah, but like I said, it, if you got Hulu and you just want to throw something on just to have in the background, I, if I rated it, I, it's a it's a five. It's very right there in the oh, middle. Oh, no. Yeah, and I don't think David Ketchner was in Beth Milo, but believe it or not, Peter Stormare was. So I'm going to have to rewatch that when it's been too long, man. Um, so we're talking about Bad Milo instead of Appendage, Brian. You know that, right? Yeah. That's a problem? It is. <laughs> okay. And so it, you said it, Hulu. Yeah, and... Uh, All right. It, it, it should have dove more into more body horror, which it, yes, it really didn't. I get it. Mm-hmm. And it was a little disappointing. <laughs> All right. So it di- didn't live up to what it could have been. No, I, I thought, it, you know, I, I kind of went into it blind. And then when the story started going, I was mm-hmm. like, this could, this can go interesting places, but it just yes. went into the, as again, as you said, it went into that lane of we've seen this before. Right. So, okay. Well, you know, paying for Hulu anyway, so maybe I'll check it out. Um, all right. Number 12, something else you're paying for it anyway. You might as well check it out. Uh, a new movie on Shudder. Have you heard of this one, Brian? Puppet Man. Yes, I have. I've not seen it. I have not okay. watched the trailer, but I know what you're talking about. Yes. You can avoid it <laughs> because there's <laughs> enough There's enough other movies on Shudder that you can let this one go. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. There was – it looked at the beginning like it might have been a little bit promising, but when you've got – okay, look. Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors did it the right way when Freddy became a puppeteer. That was kind of cre- that was well done, right? Kind of creepy, and yeah. you understood you understood why the guy was getting cuts in his arms and stuff like that. But this one does it, but doesn't bother to explain why they're doing it, and you really oh, don't I love, know. Who's... I love movies when do when they do that. Yeah, well, you don't really kind of know who's controlling who until part of the way through the movie, and then they sort of make it look like. A, a major character takes a, a heel turn, to use a wrestling phrase. Um, but then you kind of think, well, maybe they didn't. And then they, you know, they think they're being incredibly clever. I, again, like the movie you talked about earlier, Brian, I kind of, you were, t- I think, totally killer. You said you saw a few things coming yeah. from a mile away. Yeah, you don't even need to bother watching this movie because after five to ten minutes in, you're going to kind of know how it ends. So it's just really, it was um, it it was a way to get another movie onto the 31 list. Nice. I was very hopeful because a lot of the newer stuff on Shutter over the last couple of months have been really good uh, compared to a lot of the early part of the year stuff like Quicksand, yeah. shall we say? But unfortunately, this one. This one kind of got pulled down into the quicksand. I'm I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give this one a three. It's Ooh. not horrible, but it's not good. Puppet Man. All right, uh, number thirteen for me. 
kind of speak on this very briefly because I think uh, me and Nez will eventually, well, we are, just we don't know when, but okay. we're going to do a full review on it, and that is Never Hike, Al- Never Hike Alone 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been meaning to know or ask you how this one was. How does it stack up to the others, like production value it, and whatnot? Production value? I'll just say this <laughs> without me giving my full thoughts on it. I watched okay. it with my daughter, my younger daughter. When it was over, I was looking because uh, me and uh, Nez, we both contributed to the, the Indiegogo to fund the movie. So we were looking for our names mm-hmm. in the credits. And she was like, of why course. is your name in the credits? And I was like, because I contributed to it. It's a fan film. She was, like, <laughs> she was like, this was a fan film? She was like, I thought this was an actual oh, film. That's a good sign, Brian. Yeah. Because she was, as soon as I said this was a fan film, she was like, what? All right. And uh, excellent addition to the series. Um, And I'll just say this. um, I'm not going to say his name because I butcher his name all the time. But the director of these uh, fan films, Mm -hmm. give give him a full budget. Oh, I'm sure they will, Brian. Let him direct a feature. I don't don't know what the, the legal issues we all know the legal issues were friday the 13th but mm-hmm. hell let him direct a couple episodes of the the crystal lake uh, series they're doing with uh, peacock and a24 mm-hmm. let him let him do a couple episodes or like i said let him do a feature length film whenever the rights issues get cleared up because mm-hmm. i i think this guy has talent and i i i've seen him do other stuff, uh, Halloween uh, short films that he's worked on with other people, and I, I'm just loving everything he's doing. So definitely check it out. It's a um, little over an hour. It's a okay. little bit longer than the other ones were, but I think it's supposed to be a conclusion to the series, so I can understand why it's a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And if anybody hasn't, hasn't seen it, um, the YouTube channel is Womp Stomp Films. Or I'll Want post a stomp. Yeah, or I'll post a, okay. or I'm gonna post the the film in the in the group. So nice. So you uh you you managed to get in a Friday the Thirteenth film and stay within our rules. Yes. Of all new but movies, very I think nice. Some, somebody broke the rules on on Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> Sully, remember when I told you I would only watch 2023 movies? <laughs> I lied. <laughs> I couldn't help myself, man. I was in a precarious position, Brian. As you know, I uh I had to go, well, I say I had to. We had a lot of fun, but I went to <clears throat> Kansas City, did a road trip from Houston all the way up to KC for a Thursday night football game, and uh it was tough, man. It was hard to sneak in the movies, so it came on TV. The wife said she was willing to watch it with me. It was literally just starting. We had like mm. HBO in the room, and we're like, fuck it. Why not? So I kind of cheated on this one, man. Friday the 13th, I couldn't let it pass me by, and I fucking forgot about the new one. Um, so I'll tell you what. To make it up, I will sneak that one in. You say it's on YouTube? Yep. All right. Before we're done, I'm going to sneak that one in. I promise, as a maker. Right. But in the meantime... I had to see the uh, Crispin Glover dance scene that I actually don't think I've ever seen this movie that people what? talk about. 
Yeah, Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Why did I miss this movie, man? This is batshit crazy. The dance scene was was ridiculous, but compared to the scene with Corey all in makeup at the end, it was nothing. Explain this movie to me, please, Brian. He looked like uh, he looked like Jason. <laughs> sure. So Jason was like confused. Jason's mother. Why did he shave his head? Was Jason's mother bald? Did I forget something? I'm not a huge Friday the 13th fanatic, man. I've got to admit it. Well, I think eventually, me and Nez, for for the Horror Returns, we were going to do a retrospective. I think it'll be one movie per episode, because, you know, me and Nez like to do the deep dives. Right. So, we'll we'll get into it, because the mythology of Friday the 13th can get confusing. The, The timeline can get confusing. It's not as bad as Halloween, though, where you've got, like, a multiverse. Yeah, that's that's studio stuff, though. So. Uh, Hold on. The wife the wife is asking, are wings okay?" I'm like, wings are okay anytime. All right. Sorry. (laughs) Ask text back. What kind of question is that? (laughs) Right. The only question is, how hot can you get them? Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, dude, it it was nuts, man. And you've got, like I said, you've got the Crispin Glover dance scene. And my wife just kind of started cracking up and looked at me and said, you know, that's exactly how you dance. (laughs) But you should have told her. I'm not a dead fuck, though. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was it was the right movie, right time. Um, I'll fill out my thirty one days uh, and get and get the new uh, fan film in. Check this guy out. Yeah. We can talk about it next time. But for now, na- for now, I'm gonna put that one in there. I I have no idea where to rate it, man. I it's it's tough for. I guess I'll say six. I mean, I I'll give it a seven just because it was so fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, Corey shaving his head and putting on the makeup. Because I watched someone review a couple of uh, Friday Thirteen films on Friday on YouTube, right? And they were being so overly critical, like the dialogue was yeah. this. Yeah, it's like you, you take don't that with it, man. Come on, it's it's a straightforward story, and it's not hard to follow. But if you're just like the dialogue, the way the way he said this to her made no sense, and it should have yes. been. I was like, come on now. That's nitpicky, man. Let's have a little bit of fun. It was fun. I'll give it a six, Brian. I'll give it a six. Would I watch it again? Probably got a lot more movies on my list to to round out first. Eventually I will. You watched Friday the 13th movie on Friday the 13th. I did. I did. Celebrated with the rest of us. With family, I'll say. With my brother, uh, my wife. And uh, sister-in-law. And by the way, um, we, when we went up to Kansas City, it's kind of funny because the town is split right down the middle. You've got Kansas on one side and Missouri on the other. Mm-hmm. So our hotel was in Kansas, but you could go about two blocks this way, and you're in the land of um, <laughs> you're in the land of um, uh, cannabis gummy bears and flour. 
And uh, I'll just say that it, it, it did enhance the experience. Nice. So it was nice to be able to visit a state that actually has the brains to have recreational uh, uh, snacks in addition to alcohol. So it added to it, man. Made it more fun. It nice. was a good night. Nice. Uh, let's see. Moving on to number 14 for me. This is based off a novel of the same name, and it's called Dark Harvest. Uh, we did the trailer for this. Yeah. Where's it streaming? Uh, or is it? It's it's uh, it's available. Okay. I got to find it, man. I'm, I yeah, can't wait to hear what you say. Really fucking enjoyed it. I really yes? did. I nice. did. I was... I, now, again, I, I sound like a broken record on here. There was a couple CGI moments that I wasn't really into, but it was the story. The story had me into it so much that I might actually look into getting the book. I think I'm going to do the same thing, dude. If if you'll get the book, I'll get the book, and we'll do a THR book club episode. How about that? All right. Sounds like All good. right. You're on. Audi- does audio book count? <laughs> Sure, as long as you digest the material, that's all that matters. All right, so we were a little kind of questioning on what the trailer, what the movie was about when we reviewed Mm -hmm. the trailer. Essentially, in this town, every year on Halloween, all the boys in the town have to go on what they call a run to hunt down Sawtooth Jack. And they have to kill him before... You kind of figured that. Yeah, they have to kill him before a certain time, or else mm-hmm. they never really clarified, but something really bad will happen to the town. Yeah, maybe, maybe he gets unleashed on the town year-round or something, yeah. right? Yeah, and I think essentially, like, the town will become hell, or something okay. like that, and it's just... Oh, shit, that's high little, stakes, little, man. Little parts of the story were just getting me, just like, there's certain rules on who can even be in the, the run, it was almost like a little social class and racism thrown in there. Oh wow! So just it is like kind of you. You speculated it might be Hunger Gameish a little. Yeah, because uh, I'll just say there was a scene where all the boys are gathered in the gymnasium before school, and the, the sheriff's like basically breaking down what's what's going to happen. Okay. And this one kid's talking about how he doesn't want to do it. And then this other kid basically tells him, well, you shouldn't be able to do it anyways because you're a Mexican. But he doesn't. Holy use, shit. He doesn't use they, the word. Me- it, he doesn't huh? use the word Mexican. He uses a different oh, word. Oh, no. OK. I. Wow. All right, man. I'm I'm in, I'm interested. I'm yeah, interested. I was. Don't, don't don't say too much, please. But the, the, the couple drawbacks were there were some moments where. Again, going to the last voyage of the Demeter, I felt like there was a practical, <laughs> no. practical effects covered with CGI. Uh-huh. I, why do they do that? I don't know. I feel like they think they're enhancing something, but you're not. You're making it look kind of stupid. Come and on. if they would have threw Lance, if they would have threw in like mm-hmm. old school pumpkin head kind of effects in there with the puppeteer and the animatronics. Mm-hmm. I would have been raving about this movie, but it's just those couple little things that kind of hold it back a little bit. But I was fully into the story to the point where I'm, and you know, I me, I'm not Mm -hmm. a book reader. And I was, I was on my phone looking at how much the book was. Is there an audio book? So I think uh, listeners, there will be a THR book club episode coming out soon. All 
right. I'm in, man. So what's your score? Right now, off of a first watch, I think I'll give it a seven and a half. That's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. That's, uh, I don't know, might be an honorable mention. I don't know. It depends on how the year turns out. That's yeah. That's not bad. I, I, I kind of expected an eight. Philip probably would have given it a ten, huh? Philip uh, Philip's been a little little bit more stricter on his scores lately. Yeah, kind of he's been like. reeling it in a little, hasn't he? Yeah. This was a year ago. Yeah, Philip would have gave it a, a nine. All right. Well, I will check it out. Um, all right, uh, back to Shutter, Brian. Uh, Influencer. Have you seen this one? Yep, saw it earlier this year. Yeah, I dug it. I dug it. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't changing the game. It wasn't. Didn't that game girl changer. look so ugly with her birthmark? Um, I that had honestly, nothing. Had nothing to do with anything. I'm gonna say that the body was so hot. <laughs> the, I never even barely noticed the birthmark. <laughs> I just. I didn't understand the choice of I, having because it. It. It was never really brought up. No, didn't make a lot of sense, did it? She looked yeah. like she reminded me of Domino from Marvel Comics. Yeah. The character Domino. Yeah, it's, um, it's like a, it's like this. I can't think of the movie, but it's like this movie going back to another Ti appearance in a movie where he had like alopecia. Oh God. <laughs> okay. But it 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 was never brought up, and it never. Uh-huh. It just was part of the movie. Yeah, right? part of just the way he looked, and I was like, yes. why? I know. I remember that movie. It it threw you off, right? And you're like, what was the decision or what was the reason for this decision? Yeah. Um, I liked it. I mean, like I said, it, it was it was kind of a it was kind of a fun movie. I was um, again, you know, like a few of these we've talked about some plot holes. You definitely have to suspend disbelief, especially with the boyfriend slash not boyfriend. Um, and then the way she was getting there was one scene at the end that really bothered me. Because you saw a particular vehicle leaving a certain site, but then that vehicle was like still there. It's like, was that dreamt or hallucinated, or was that a different one? I don't know. Yeah. I missed something. I, um, I did like the you got to see the other side of an influencer's life because, like, when she turned the yes. cameras off, everything mm-hmm. wasn't all that great, or she wasn't exactly happy. Yeah, reminded me a little bit of another. There was another movie earlier this year, Brian, about an influencer. Um, uh, shit, Sissy. Remember Sissy? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Kind of had some. Turn, I don't know. Some turn, vibes of that. A little yeah. Bit. Turn that camera off, and life's a uh-huh. whole lot different. I I think I like Sissy more than this, but yeah. it it was a fun watch. It was more than I expected, and some beautiful scenery. You know, yeah, great. Agreed. You know, some, some great, uh, you know, beach beach scenes and stuff like that, and you know, lots of lots of characters that kind of came in that were quirky. So um, I'll give it I'll give it a six and a half. I enjoyed nice. it. I thought I was going to hate it. So better than I expected. Influence. All right, all right. Moving on to my final one of this uh, episode, uh, number fifteen. This was on Hulu. Just dropped uh, a few days ago, and that's Slother House. <laughs> what? I gotta Killer Sloth, Lance. No, I gotta see this. Gets oh, taken man. from Tell his home. Tell me all home. about it. 
gets taken from his home in Australia by a poacher. Oh my god! But makes his way to a girl's, uh, what do you call it, a sorority house. Oh no! <laughs> goes on a killer rampage, Lance. This movie uh-huh. was so fucking stupid. Really? But not in a good way. They missed oh, the no. point. They I missed thought it would the be point. stupid in a good way. It was PG-13. This was no Zombievers then, was it? No. you. Uh, I'm sorry if, if it sounds like misogyny cast all over, but oh, no. essentially a killer crazy sloth in a, a yes. sorority house. Okay. And the kills were kind of cut away or off screen. No! Oh, Brian, you're killing me, man. All right, well, at least you're you're keeping me from seeing it. There's way too many other horror movies out to, yeah. to mess with this garbage. This I this was kind of when I saw I saw the trailer. Oh, no. I was like, this this is right up my alley. And I think we had a ch- okay. Chad C on, and he was yes. like telling he was telling me he was like Brian, it's it's PG thirteen, and I was like, no. <laughs> the and kiss then, of death. If they would have went hard R. It yes. just gave me blood, boobs, gore. This would have yeah. been right up my alley. But they just, I think they completely missed the point of what they were doing. And it tried to be like, the comedy was not even funny. It was just. Oh, no. And you you know, you know the pains of sitting through a bad comedy where just nothing oh, is that, funny. That I do. That I do. I mean, it, there was one part I kind of. Gave a little ha too, and that was like <laughs> one of the the girl's boyfriends was like, "This place is turning into a slaughter house." And then they were kind of looking at him like, "That's really fucking stupid." And I was like, "Oh, you guys kind of know what you are, so why not be that throughout the movie?" And it was just completely bad. The characters were unlikable. Okay. Wow, it, man! Between appendage and this Hulu, better better be careful. Well, they they well, didn't have the. It's not Alien a Hulu. Movie. It's not a Hulu original. Ah, okay. I thought it was a Hulu original. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah, I. Uh, I'll uh, avoid two, it. Two, two out of ten. Two. Wow. Rough. Rough. Okay. Well, let me round this thing out, man, so I can get a couple of wings and get ready for our show. Um. All right. Number. Uh, what are we on? Fifteen here. Yes, um, sir. Brooklyn forty-five. Have you seen this one? Saw this one earlier this year too. Um, it was cool. I liked the I liked the idea. The acting was completely top notch. Uh, Larry Fessenden was in there mm-hmm. uh, along with a whole bunch of other people I didn't recognize, but everyone played their part perfectly. But to me, Brian, this one was more of like a stage play. Um, yeah, a I think dr- this could dramatic be, stage play. A little dramatic stage play. It was literally all in one room, and I don't mind that if they'll throw in some special effects, but special effects were fairly minimal on this one and pretty, pretty CGI heavy. So I don't know. A lot of people love this one. I enjoyed it. Didn't love it. Um, Another, another six and a half for me, man. Uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn 45. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Not as much horror, horror. There is supernatural elements to it, but yes, it's essentially, like you said, a dramatic stage play that takes place in one mm-hmm. place. Yeah, for sure. That, they could have had they could have had some light effects to be the 
the the pointing hand, you know. Yeah, it was, and it was almost kind of a. I would add another genre to it. It was a little bit of a mystery, kind of like Clue. Yeah. Uh, who, in a way. Who was the one that did this? And I kind of saw it coming, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> is this yeah. person lying? And is this person? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was fun. It it was worth the watch. Uh, again, Shutter, right? Yes. So why not? So uh. All right, man. I guess that's it for this go round. We'll try to try to meet again with seven or eight, and I'll do my best to have watched the the Friday the the Thirteenth fan film by then. All right. So, uh, Brian, until the next thirty one nights of horror. Good night.